0: If you are running or launching a client-based business and you want to sell out your services and create profitable digital products, then listen up. The doors to my flagship program, aka my third baby, the Self-Made Mama Society, are opening soon, and I want you to get on the VIP waitlist so you don't miss out. The Society is the only program of its kind on the market. It's designed specifically to be accessible, hands-on, and results-oriented. I know there is no one-size-fits-all magic pill in online business, and that is why the society is a combination of cutting-edge curriculum, weekly group coaching, hands-on Facebook group support, and one-on-one sessions with me. If you want the best community, the most transparent and genuine support, and direct access to real expertise and action-focused coaching, head to theselfmademama.com forward slash society, or click on the link in the show notes to get yourself on the list and get access to an exclusive VIP bonus when the doors open. See you there. I'm Melissa Rogers, recovering supermom, corporate dropout, and CEO of a successful online business that I built from scratch with a baby on my hip. Through lots of trial and more error than I'd like to admit, I built a thriving company that impacts thousands of busy, high-achieving moms around the world and gives me and my family a life and future that we had only dreamed of before. I created the Self-Made Mamas podcast to bring you step-by-step strategies and inspirational stories that will help you design a business that gives you the life you really want and the future you've been dreaming of. If you are an ambitious business mom or one in the making, you're in the right place. So let's get to work. Hello, hello. Today I'm coming to you with a different kind of episode. Please excuse my voice. I'm a little bit sick right now, so if I'm a little bit nasally and scratchy, that's why. Um, hopefully it's not too loud in the recording, but... Today, I want to talk to you about a movie that I have been watching over the holidays. If you are a parent like me, chances are you have also seen it at least once. I think we are on run through number 400 at this point. Um, But we have been watching uh, Disney's new film, Encanto, pretty much nonstop uh, since it came out. And when I tell you guys, this movie is just visually beautiful. That's why I put it on the first time. Like It is just so beautiful to watch the colors and everything it's so nice but what i did not expect when we started watching it is that it would be sort of this like i don't know how would i how would i put it a really accessible musical beautiful look at a generational trauma and family relationships and it was really really interesting to watch because The first time i watched it with my kids it was just kind of on and you know we were enjoying like the visuals my kids are way too young to pick up on any sort of subtext or like deeper meaning right so as far as my five-year-old is concerned like everything is just magic and um mirabelle the uh main character of encanto is sad because she doesn't have magic so for those of you that have not watched it yet the general premise of this movie is that there is a family the madrigals they're living in colombia and uh the abuela the grandmother was basically run out of her hometown uh when she was younger when her babies were just born and her uh, husband was lost it's not totally clear in the movie um, there's a lot of speculation online that the reason that they left was because of conquistadors um or similar and that um the The husband, her husband was, uh, was killed. And so she has this miracle, this magical thing happens and her babies end up with magical gifts, her three babies, then they have babies, they get married and have babies. And now there's this big family and they're called the Madrigals and they live all together in a magical house um, in the Encanto, uh, which is this sort of magical valley that has created as part of this miracle and the movie is about them so they all have magical gifts except for the main character and her name is Mirabelle and she does not have a magical gift when it came time for her to get her magic uh, nothing happened she didn't have any and that's sort of what the movie is presented to be about so very quickly as the movie gets going the magic starts to like break or fade or however you want to put that and Mirabelle the main character Her job, like she just takes it upon herself to save the miracle, to save the magic. And she does this because she obviously has this very like deep insecurity about not having magic like the rest of her family. However, the other members of her family who do have magic obviously all have their own problems and all like their own lives and things like that. And so the movie I've watched a lot of TikToks um, from Latino women sharing about specific generational traumas that uh, happen and family dynamics that happen in Latina families, which is really interesting. And I really appreciate everybody that's sort of sharing their lived experience that way. But I think throughout the movie, a lot of moms, because a lot of obviously all of us are somebody's daughter, a lot of moms can relate to in particular, Luisa, who is Mirabelle's older sister, I think she's older. She has two older sisters. One of them is like very like perfect, high achieving. Uh, and later on in the movie, she reveals that um, she's exhausted by being perfect all the time and things like that. I found that less relatable. I am definitely, you know, type A high achieving personality, but I found that less relatable because I I don't really feel that sort of perfectionism so much anymore. But I found myself almost in tears listening to Luisa's song. So each of the kids has a song where they sort of talk about it. They reveal their own inner struggle, right? And Luisa in the movie, her, her magic power is super strength. So she's like physically strong. She looks like a bodybuilder and she like picks up donkeys and stacks them on her shoulders. And um, if you were listening to this with no context, I'm so sorry. um, She picks up donkeys and stacks them on her shoulders and she like fixes houses by just pushing them with her arms and just carries all this super heavy stuff. And she sings this song uh, where she reveals that she is just drowning. Like she's, she's feeling crushed by the pressure of being the strong one and how everybody gives her everything to carry. And it's such a heavy load and nobody ever um, wonders if they could carry that. They just give it to her because she she's strong and everyone piles everything onto her and expects her to handle it and doesn't worry about her because she is identified as strong. And I found this really compelling. And I, if you take a quick scroll through TikTok um, and you just search like Louisa and pressure or Encanto, you will find videos about this because I went looking and so many other moms had the same reaction that I did. And I just thought that this was so compelling because How many of us can identify with that feeling of just taking it on and just having to do it or just being expected to do it or nobody bothering to see if we can do it because we always do, because we're strong, letting us handle it because we can, expecting us to handle everything because we can. I feel like this is the theme of the pandemic, right? Like, don't worry, the moms will handle it. They'll quit their jobs. They'll go part-time instead of working full-time. They'll work from home while providing primary childcare. Like we have been expected to, you know, bear the burden of the effects of this for our families. And I, I cannot think of a mom in my life who hasn't been affected over the last few years by this. And I think the pandemic, for most of us at least, I think we're all realizing that it's really just put kind of a microscope on issues that were already there. And so while it'd be nice to say like, oh, well, just because of the pandemic, I've had to do this and I've had to do this and I've had to do this and I've had to handle all this extra stuff and take on all this extra responsibility and I'm burning out because of it. Well, the reason that it fell on you is because of a systemic issue that was present prior to the pandemic. The reason that we are all the default caregivers, despite also potentially being breadwinners, also contributing financially to our homes, the reason that we are in that position is because of a systemic inequity that existed long before the pandemic, right? The pandemic has just exposed the fault lines that were already there. So I, for one, when I was listening to this song, when I was watching this movie, I was just sitting there like, and I was literally tearing up because I thought, holy shit, like this is, I don't know if... It was written with that intention, but I know that there are thousands of moms, especially on TikTok, who had the same reaction listening to it because we are all carrying so much and we are doing so much. We're doing everything. And the point of this podcast episode is not to talk about a Disney movie, although I do want you to watch it if you haven't already. Your kids will love it. It's, it is It's so fun but you will also love it because it is just so compelling. And the storyline is the storyline is beautiful. Um I've heard a lot of my Latina friends have said the only unrealistic thing in the movie, even more unrealistic than the magic is that the abuela admits that she's wrong at the end, which I can definitely relate to in my family. <laughs> so maybe old British ladies have the same, same continents as, uh, as Latina grannies, but yeah, it, it's very, very good. So I highly recommend you watch it. But the reason that I wanted to talk about it on the podcast today is because I want to talk about this idea of doing everything right I want, I want to really like pinpoint that for us, because I think that there's a lot of rhetoric, there's a lot of content out there online. So you'll see it, you know, mom Instagram accounts, like mommy bloggers, things like that. We have lots of jokes, lots of memes, lots of I don't know what you would call it, sort of like soft prods at the fact that we carry such a heavy burden in our society. But I think as the pandemic has worn on, it's become less and less funny because it has become so acute. And yes, the level of burden is higher because of the pandemic. But as I said, the issues were there previously. And so I think this this issue that we have where we do everything a lot of times it's not even that everybody else is giving it to us is that we sort of create that I know in my life like I have certainly um I have taken on more than I should and try to care for people above and beyond my own capacity and therefore created that expectation and now as a mom I've been a mom for six years now yeah, I got pregnant six and a half years ago. Now I'm finally at a place where I am mature enough and old enough and wise enough, however you want to put it, where I'm having to go back and say, actually, guys, I can't do all of this. And, and I won't do all of this, because I need to take care of myself. And this is really only in the last sort of year, year and a half that I have started to, to set those boundaries. And It has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do emotionally because I have absolutely attached my identity to how well I take care of people and how well I serve other people. And I'm not telling you this because I want you to like feel bad for me or anything. I'm telling you this because chances are you have as well. The majority of women with children that I know and many women who do not have children yet or are planning to have children have attached their sense of self-worth to how they serve others. And to bring it back to Encanto, there's literally a line in Luisa's song where she says, um, like, what am I worth if if I can't be of service, right? And that's, I think, something that many of us can relate to and many of us actually embody. And for those of us that are moms and we have service-based businesses, or we have businesses where we serve people in any way, which is most businesses, let's be honest, we have sort of doubled down on this idea, right? Who am I if I'm not serving? Who am I if I'm not providing something to somebody? Who am I if I'm not taking care of somebody? Who am I if I'm not meeting somebody else's needs? And what happens is we become these machines that are just meeting other people's needs, whether that's through our business, whether that's in our families or in our lives, We're constantly meeting other people's needs and in many cases, disregarding our own because let's face it, parenthood is busy, especially in the early years. Time is limited. Energy is limited. And so we're neglecting ourselves. And something that I've come to realize over the last few years of doing business is that every time my business makes a big leap, it's because I poured into myself. It's not because I went above and beyond to serve someone else. I always try to go above and beyond when serving my clients and my students. I try to make sure that every student's experience is amazing and everyone is so happy to be a part of the community or to be working with me, but, but that's not what creates big leaps in my business. What creates those big jumps and those huge transformational periods in my business is me doing that really hard work of taking care of myself and doing almost a decluttering of all the shit that I'm doing in my life, right? And I shared last episode that, um, or episode before last that I've decided that in 2022, I'm only focusing on the society. So that is the only way you will be able to work with me is by enrolling in the society or enrolling in the society at the mastermind level. Those are literally the only two ways for me to be your coach this year. And that was a really, really hard decision because I have built my business on being extremely accessible to people. And I've come to a point in my life where I cannot do that. I need to take better care of myself and I need to find myself again and rediscover my own interests outside of business and outside of parenting and, you know, um, my husband and I have spent a lot of energy in 2021, making sure we went on regular date nights and talking about things other than the kids and stuff like that. We put a lot of energy into nurturing our relationship and it has truly paid off. Like I feel closer to him than I have in a long time because we've put that time and energy into each other. And I have come to the realization that I also need to do that with myself, that all of us have a relationship with ourselves And most of us as mothers deeply, deeply neglect that relationship. We tick boxes. Maybe we go to therapy. Maybe we go for a massage or go for a walk, or it makes me think of that TikTok, like going for a stupid walk for my stupid mental health. Um, And I think that most of us, like we were just kind of blindly ticking boxes and we're not actually nurturing a relationship with ourselves. We're not actually doing that like painful, uncomfortable stuff that leads to personal growth and a deep connection to our sense of self. And I think that's where a true sense of self-worth comes from. It comes from truly knowing yourself and trusting yourself. And when you have those things in place, when you love yourself and you know yourself and you trust yourself, then you have no problem setting boundaries to protect that, right? But I know for myself and I know for so many moms in my life, one of the first things to go after you have a baby is your sense of self. And the more kids you have and the more responsibilities get piled onto you and the more freaking global pandemics happen and, you know, disrupt your entire routine, the less connected you are to yourself and the harder it is to recognize when you are living to serve other people, when you're living to meet other people's needs. And the harder it is to stop doing it. So one of my goals for 2022, one of my personal development goals is to really reconnect with my sense of self and get back to a place where I have favorite music and things like that. That is like embarrassing to admit, but I don't know what my favorite things are anymore because I have been meeting other people's needs for six and a half years. And to be honest, I spent a large portion of my childhood doing the same thing. So for me, perhaps it's more acute, but I know many of you did the same. It's partly our generation It's partly the type of person that I attract to my brand. I think it's subconscious. A lot of women that I attract have had similar life experiences to me without us even talking about it because it's just my vibe and the the way that I speak and write. Um, So I know that many of you will be able to relate to that and that's why I'm sharing it. So I think, as I said, for me for 2022, one of my major, major goals is to reconnect with my sense of self. And in order to facilitate that, I have had to get really, really brutally honest about what I'm actually going to do and what, what I'm going to like, what other needs I'm going to meet, right? Right obviously my children are young, like their needs are, are very important. They're paramount just because of their ages, right? Like they, my five-year-old thankfully will not no longer die. If I leave the room, my two-year-old might, he tends to put things in his mouth all the time. So and pull things off the counters and stuff like that. So their needs are acute and immediate, and they're very young. So obviously I need to, um, spend time and energy serving their needs. My relationship is very important to me. My marriage is very important to me. Um, my brother lives with us. He's very important to me and he's at a really pivotal time in his life too. He's, you know, he's 16, he'll be 17 this year. Um, so he's, you know, becoming a young adult basically. And so he needs a lot of support as well. And all those things are very important. And my business is so important to me. I, I love this business. I love this company. I love this brand and I love coaching people. But the decision to only coach inside the society this year was made because I cannot coach everybody in every way and serve everybody in every way and serve the needs of my family and serve the needs of myself. And this year, I am determined to prioritize myself one way or another and to rediscover that sense of self and to kind of step back into that or learn it from scratch, I guess, at this point. Um, And so I really want to encourage you to do that as well, because if you feel like you are carrying all these burdens, if you feel like you are, you know, being anchored down by the weight of the world, you're being, you're being crushed by the pressure of all the things that you are responsible for and all the things that you feel you have to do. I really encourage you to find Anything, any one thing, any tiny little thing that you can do less of or stop doing to create a little bit of space just for you, just space for you and your thoughts space for space for you to journal space for you to listen to a podcast that you love space for you to read a book space for you to sit in your car in the driveway and eat a crispy chicken burger. I don't care, but create a little bit of space for yourself and start carving out that self time, time for just you. Because I think what you will find is that when you start to do that, when you start to uh, let some of the burdens that you're carrying go a little bit, allow them to fall, allow them to not be managed by you or to be done less by you or more imperfectly by you, whatever that looks like in your life. You know, everybody's in a different situation, but I think you will find when you start to let go a little bit and carry less and do less that you will grow faster. And that means your business will grow, right? So that's what I want to leave you with today. I hope that resonated and it wasn't too all over the place. If you liked this episode or it clicked with you, send me a message and let me know or take a screenshot, post it to your stories, something like that. I'd love to know that you're listening and whether or not you liked it. This is obviously a bit more personal development focused, um, but I love to talk about this stuff. And I've watched this movie, I don't know, dozens and dozens of times now in the last couple of weeks, and I just wasn't able to get it out of my head. So I thought I had to sit down and make a podcast episode about it. So I will thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Self-Made Mama's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe if you want more content like this and leave a review if you like what you hear. You can find more information about working with us at theselfmademama.com or connect with us on Instagram at selfmademama_. I can't wait to chat